faithfulness and your service. Acts chapter 8, we was in, we was in this this morning. We're going to pick up in verse 25, try to finish up the chapter. Uh, it's 646. Will you give me to 705? Give me 20 minutes, okay? Give me 20 minutes if we can get this knocked out, okay? Acts chapter number 8, verse 25. And when they t- had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go to, toward the south, under the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I? except some man should guide me. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the Scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb done before a shear, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life was taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at that, at, at the same scripture, and preached Jesus, and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went both down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And they were come up out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord called away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus and was passing through. And he preached in all cities till he came to Caesarea. To remind ourselves of the context, we know that God has been doing a great work in Samaria because Philip showed up in chapter 8, verse number 5, and he preached Christ. God will always do something when you show up and you brag on Jesus and lift up the Lord. Many have been saved and baptized. And, of course, we understand as we dealt with this morning, they have received the Holy Ghost at the hands of the apostle. That is not the case in this church age. We understand when you get saved, the Spirit of God immediately indwells the believer. But these verses we have read tonight, the Lord calls Philip away for one man. He leads him away from a city to go minister to one individual. And I want to preach on this thought for just a few moments tonight on going after sinners. Going after sinners. Going after people that are lost. I want to, I want to say three or four things quickly out of these verses tonight. And, and, and if I don't get, and I ain't going to apologize if I go over my time. I'm the pastor, so I can go over my own time limit. Uh, but just give you about some good principles, some good lessons that, that Philip gives us here about going after sinners, having a burden for sinners. First of all, I want us to note the sensitivity to the Spirit. If we're going to see people saved, then we've got to be sensitive to the leadership of the Spirit of God in our lives. I understand that it is impossible to give the gospel to the wrong person. Amen. But I also understand that God will put people in our path who are seeking, 
who are searching, who are longing for something. And certainly you can't give the gospel to the wrong person, but I also pray, God, lead me to that person that is seeking, that is wanting to know. I understand there are some times you plant a seed. There are other times when you water. But we always must understand that it is God that gives the increase. This involves prayer. This involves preparation. This sensitivity to the Spirit involves passion and love for souls. I want you to notice quickly in the text the occupation of Philip in verse 25. What is Philip doing when God calls him away? He is busy in the work of the Lord. I think it's amazing that when God puts His hand on somebody uh, to go and do a work, oftentimes He'll put His hand, He'll put His calling on the ones that are involved in the work of God. God don't call lazy people. God don't call people to the mission field that don't go back on Sunday night or Wednesday night. God don't call somebody to preach uh, that's not faithful to church. He'll always call somebody that is being faithful and serving the Lord. And I want to remind us tonight that we need to be busy uh, laboring the Lord. Just as we expect uh, our missionaries to be a witness on the mission field, we ought to be a witness in our community, on the job where we do business. Amen. Uh, it's called passing out a track. It's all speaking a word for the Lord, uh, caring enough about somebody's soul uh, to speak to them about the Lord Jesus Christ. The occupation of Philip. Notice the openness of Philip in verse number 26. We notice that he was open for God to speak to him. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip. This tells me that Philip was listening for the voice of God. And we understand in this day when God's going to speak, He's going to speak through His Word. Amen. Are you open for God to speak to you? He was not open, only open for God to speak to him. He was open for God to send him. A lot of people want God to speak to him, but now, Lord, I don't want to leave. I don't want God to move. I, I, I don't want to move. I, I want to tell you tonight, uh, I've talked to the church, but I've had some opportunities where people have called me, and I want to be open to go. I don't want to go, but I want to be open to go. God's had me stay here, and I'm glad for that, and I thank God for that. Some of y'all are happy about that, and some of y'all are not so happy about that. But at the end of the day, I want to make sure I'm open that if God did tell me that I'd be open to obey Him. And you ought to be the same way. I ain't talking about changing churches when you get upset at somebody or something that happens. Amen. There's something to be said about longevity in church membership. Amen. You better be careful about folks that change churches about every three years. Amen. There ought to be some consistency. Unless it's bad doctrine somewhere. Amen. Notice God sent him to a different place and God sent him to a desert place. The occupation of Philip, the openness of Philip. Notice the obedience of Philip in verse 27. And he arose and went. He did not delay. He did not discuss it with God. He didn't deny God. He didn't tell God no. Why? Because he's God's servant. And he's supposed to do what God tells him to do. That sounds so elementary, but so many times we argue with the Lord about what he wants us to do. The, the occupation of Philip, the openness of Philip, the obedience of Philip. Notice the observation of Philip. Verse 27 and verse number 28. The Bible says, And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for the worship, was returning, sitting in the chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. As he's going along that day, he encounters this Ethiopian eunuch as we know him. 
Ethiopia in that day was a large kingdom located south of Egypt. To the Greeks and the Romans, it represented the outer limits of the known world. The name Candace here was not the name of the queen, but rather the title, just as Pharaoh or Herod. In modern times, we would consider this man as the secretary treasurer. He had financial, he had riches, he had wealth, but he had a void because he went to Jerusalem seeking something. Jerusalem was overrun with the Judaizers and Judaism. He comes back disappointed, but he comes back reading the prophet Isaiah. Thus we note the orders of Philip in verse 29. The Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself in this chariot. In other words, the Lord said, Go talk to him. You know, we ought to be open enough that if God told us, speak to that person. Give him a track that we would confront him. The Ethiopian unit didn't come to find Philip. Philip went to find him. Amen. There is the sensitivity of the Spirit. Number two, there is the searching of the Scriptures. Verses 30 through 34. If someone's going to be saved, the Word of God must be involved. Whether it's through a sermon, whether it's through a gospel tract, whether it's through a testimony, uh, whether it's you uh, speaking, uh, speaking to them about the gospel, God's Word's going to be involved. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. We note the stated proposition in verse 30. Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said unto him, Understandest what thou readest? I love Philip. He didn't say, hey, let's go ahead and pray. Philip said, you understand what you're reading there? He wanted to make sure that this man understood, had a comprehension of the gospel. We note the serious problem, verse 31. He said, how can I except some man should guide me? The word guide here means to teach. We, we think that everybody in America knows the gospel. But you know, there's a lot of people, they don't know who Adam and Eve are. You talk about Adam and Eve, they're like, who's that? You talk about David, and they say, who's David? Is that somebody you know, you know? Is that your neighbor? They don't know. We're living in a spiritually ignorant age. When I say ignorant, I don't mean stupidity. They just don't know. And I think that's the problem of our culture because we push church out of the way. The people don't even have a comprehension of the Bible, church. We note the specific place, verse 32, the place of the Scripture which you read was this. Don't tell me, I ain't no Calvinist, but don't tell me God wasn't working behind the scenes. Here's where, here's where he happens to be reading. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so he opened not his mouth. And his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who shall declare his generation? For his life was taken from the earth. It just so happened that he was reading, and there ain't no New Testament yet, we got to understand that. So he is reading the most clear presentation of the Old Testament gospel you can be. He's in Isaiah 53. Can you see, Philip? <laughs> This is too easy. I mean, he's, I mean, I mean, you know, my luck, he'd been Ezekiel reading about that wheel in the wheel. I mean, if it was me, all right. But no, he's reading Isaiah 53. Can you see Philip's eyes light up? Notice the sinners pondering in verse 34. I love this now. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or some other man? Oh, he was talking about some other man. 
There is a sensitivity to the Spirit, the searching of the Scriptures. But I tell you, if we're going to go after sinners, there needs to be a sermon about the Savior. Verse 35, Then Philip opened his mouth, because you can't preach with a closed mouth. He opened his mouth and began at the same Scripture and preached unto him water baptism. Church membership. Be a better person. No, he preached unto him Jesus. I love that Philip was a Bible student enough that he could take that text and run straight to Jesus and run straight to Calvary. Now, we understand in verse 32 and verse 33, it is a Greek translation of the Hebrew writings of Isaiah 53, verse 7 and 8. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb of the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. What did I, I think I think if Philip had alliterated his outline, it'd be like this. He preached about the depiction and the treatment of Christ. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb before his shear, like a lamb dumb before his shears, so he opened not his mouth. I think he talk, he could talk about the detainment and trial of the Lord Jesus. Verse thirty three in his humili- in his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. He wasn't treated right. It was it was a hung it was a hung trial. It wasn't there was no validation. It was not even legal. They just wanted to get rid of Jesus and his death on the tree. Verse thirty three. Who shall declare his generation? For his life was taken from the earth. He just preached Jesus right there. Oh God was working. Philip's over here preaching, seeing all these Samaritans saved. Oh, they're getting baptized, and God says, Philip, I want you to go over here to the desert. A desert. I mean. Most of us, we don't want a desert. We want dessert. We're interested in going to dessert. We're interested in going to the desert. But God had set this man up. I, y'all, I know me, y'all, I ain't no Calvinist. But God was. God knew that Ethiopian was searching. He's re, he went to Jerusalem and left dissatisfied. He's confused. See what God did? God sent him a preacher. And we see the sensitivity to the Spirit. We see the searching of the Scriptures. We see the sermon about the Savior. But then we see the soul that was saved. Verses 36 through 40. Notice a sincere request. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What does hinder me to be baptized? I see the scriptural response in verse 37. And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. See, he's done repenting because he's searching. He knows something ain't right. He's turning. He knows that religion he had in Ethiopia wasn't working. And now faith is taking action. We notice the submerged regenerate in verse 38. He commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went both down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and baptized him. They got, they got baptistries in some churches that are called minister dry baptistries. What that means is that the preacher would actually walk behind the pool. He won't get wet. He can reach down and just baptize. Brother Sammy said that wasn't scriptural because Philip and the unit both went down in the water. Amen. I don't know if that's a good word. That's what Brother Sammy said. Amen. We don't have a minister drive, so I ain't going to argue one way or the other. But they both went down in the water. He stated his faith in Christ, and then he displayed his faith in Christ. We understand baptism don't save anybody. It's just a public identification. But this man was not... This it, We often think the old Munich is just a man riding a horse by himself, but he has an entourage of people with him. And he was not ashamed to get baptized in front of all those people. 
that knew him. He was not afraid to publicly identify with Jesus Christ. That's a good sign he got born again. And then last of all, there is a supernatural removal. Verse 39 and 40. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotos. I tried, but I didn't help it. (laughs) And passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Now watch this. This And I'm, I'm at 16 minutes, and I'm done. That man gets baptized. And I've never had a baptism. I've never had a nursing home service like we did today. But I've never had a baptism service like we did today. Like, like Philip did today. He baptized this man. Brings the eunuch up. The eunuch comes up out of the water. Washes the water out. Looks at Philip. And boom. He's gone. <laughs> Next thing Philip knows, he's walking down the street. <laughs> and another town. Can you imagine what the people on the street thought? seeing <laughs> Philip show up. Dripping wet. I mean, somebody said, I don't know if I believe that, but you believe that Balaam's donkey talk, but you have trouble believing that. <laughs> Amen. What I'm saying is, that unit didn't say, well, that must not have been real because Philip's gone. You know what he done? He went on his way rejoicing. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for sending me a preacher and went on his way. He, d- he didn't base his salvation on the preacher. <laughs> Preacher's gone. I'm just going to go on and shout the victory. That's what he did. That's, that's, a, that's a good sign that man got born again. Because he didn't have to have somebody come along. I'm for discipling folks. Don't misunderstand me. But he had to somebody say, Now, you better read the Bible. You better pray. He just, I'm going to go on and rejoice. Are you going after anybody? I will encourage you. Get some tracks this week. I, I used to, I, I, you know, people want to, if you don't, look, you ought to try to see somebody saved every day, speak to but you ain't going to see somebody saved every day. I mean, I mean, it's that's just the reality of it, where it is. I mean, how many services do we go and not see somebody saved? That that bothers me, burdens me. But you know what you can do? You can sow seed every day. You can sow seed. You can wit. You can pass out a track. Preacher, I don't know what to say. That's why we have tracks. To say, I want to give you something. Tells you about the Lord Jesus. Give you the gospel. Going after. Aren't you glad somebody went after you? Well, preacher, I was in church all my life. You had a mom and dad that was going after you. You had a Sunday school teacher going after you. You had a pastor going after you, preaching the Word of God. Are you going after anybody? May God help us. Aren't you glad that God loves sinners so much that He take a preacher from a citywide revival? Don't miss that now. And put him out in the middle of a desert, in the middle of nowhere, for one man. Got him saved and baptized. Said, okay, you're done. Go back over here. Jesus loves sinners. Whether they're in America, whether in the Ukraine, whether in Bulgaria, wherever they're at, Jesus died for sinners. And I thank God for that. Amen. Hadn't it been good to be in church today? Thank God for His Word. And may God use His Word to challenge our hearts in these days. Amen. Here's what we want to do tonight. We want to receive a love offering for for the Blaylocks. This is not this is not for the the flour and the oil. I almost said the oil and the wine. Boy, let that get out. Uh, but for the flour and the oil, this is to be a personal blessing to them and to be encouragement to them. And uh, y'all were in Beckway before, right? And how long were y'all there before? 
four years then you pastored and then you've been in Bulgaria for five five years yes sir and so fight, faithful folks and I thank the Lord for that we're going to be a blessing to them and uh, everything you give tonight is going to go uh, to them and then we're going to we'll add something to it um, and I want to say this too uh, preacher the offering that we'll send you use it for the for the oil and the and the flyer, but if there's some things that need to go for the refugee stuff as well, and a person here has a problem with that either, we, we trust you with that in that regard to minister to souls. It don't matter if it's the flyer or the oil, whatever the need is, we just want people to get help so they can give the gospel. And ain't it amazing that they're working on a Bible translation, and if I understood you right, the Ukrainians can read. Is that, no, I misunderstood. The Turks... And, and hear the word of God. And I like how he said, "You just can't, you can't monkey around with the word of God. You're doing it the right way." You know, we've got two missionaries that that are involved in one way or another with Bible translation. We got, of course, with Blaylock tonight mentioned the translation that, that's been working on in their ministry, and then Brother Aaron Wilson in Albania. We read the other night. They don't have a Bible in the Albanian language, and boy, ain't that a blessing? Because God's word will get the job done. Amen. Let's, uh, here's how we're going to do it. Uh, let's stand. Brother Charles, you and Brother Richard, grab these offering plates. We'll, we'll let them pass the plates tonight. And then we'll let you, we'll have a, a dismissal prayer and let you be dismissed. But it hadn't have been a good day in church. And uh, we're going we're gonna to take them out and feed them, feed them a meal here after service and be a blessing to them. Anything I missed them tonight, honey? All right. All hearts and minds clear? Let's be dismissed in a word of prayer. Once the offering plates get past you, you're at liberty to go. And uh, you make sure you shake hands with the Blaylocks. And uh, might be another four or five years before we get to see them again on terms. Uh, but I'm glad. Uh, I'm really glad that we're a part of this ministry. And uh, not saying that our other missionaries are not doing a good work. They are. But it incur- that's why I like to try to bring some men by. That way you see it's not just a check you write every week. There's, there's, it's making a difference. And I appreciate your sacrificial given. Amen. It's 707. I only preached 18 minutes, so that counts for the two minutes of just talking. <laughs> and so we're going to be dismissed in prayer. Once all plates get by you, you're at liberty. Be in your place Wednesday night. Uh, Brother Richie's going to preach. Mr. Shell's going to have a special to sing. And uh, Charles is going to heal somebody. All right. So you don't want to miss Wednesday night. All right. He's going to heal Brother Eric of his baldness. He's going to buy him a wig. <laughs> Phil Kidd won't know what to think. All right. <laughs> Let's pray together and we'll be dismissed tonight. I love y'all and I appreciate you. you-